strategy. Okay, so now let's test this out. Okay. See what happens. It seems like it's, we're talking. Okay, I think it's going to be just fine. Great. Hello. After after many trials and tribulations, <laughs> this may be a recording we can actually use. This was such an ordeal. We're not good at <laughs> computer things. And Stuff. I want you five listeners to know that, that we've been trying for you. This is hard. I have a yeah. dog licking me right in the boob right now. And this you know, is for you. <laughs> specifically you, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> Um, you know who you are, Mitchell. This is um, our, our second go at a recording, yeah, so there's, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna take you on a journey. What through, a journey through the unicorns of Balinor. Yes, specifically the road to Balinor, which is the first book. Yes, in in what Melanie tells me, terrifyingly, is an eight book series. <laughs> <laughs> it is an eight book series. Also, welcome to our our podcast. <laughs> titled Pasture Bedtime. Wow, um, that was so official. I know, you figure that one George, out. George, could you not? Could you uh, not? Yeah, this, this is... <laughs> George, now's not the time. Um, Mel- you- Melanie's dog is here, so yeah. just pretend that there's a chihuahua that that is squeaking in your home. <laughs> he basically will be, <laughs> sound-wise. <laughs> Um, as established, I am Melanie, that's George in the background. It's so bad. And the person laughing is Stephanie. You guys already know that, because I swear to God, while we were trying to figure the whole computer situation out, like, none of this was happening. Yeah, he made absolutely no noise. Is it still going places? I'm not seeing any, any lines. Um... Yep, yes it is. Okay, I just... We just, um... I got scared. I'm afraid of the computer now. There we go. Um, there we go. Gotcha. We're figuring it out. Cool. Yes. I just want We're figuring it out. I was traumatized because when we tried to use my computer, apparently my computer's too old and it, it just kept thing. randomly stopping. So now I'm like staring at it like it's the breathing of a sleeping yeah. child that's had health problems. I'm like, are they okay? Are they? No one knows. But while while we were figuring that out, George was quietly sitting on a blanket, yeah, having a great time. Just, you know... But he can tell that something's happening now, he so he needs to be, to be a part of it. I'm sorry, I just realized I'm cracking my fingers, and I don't know how much of that is going to be picked up by Oh, it's microphone. definitely going to be picked up Anyway, by it's fine. Um, so, where were we? So we yeah, we recorded this already, but we'll do it again, it's fine. Um, it's fine. The premise of this is that, um, Stephanie, do you want to explain the premise of this, um this really good podcast so uh the essentially melanie will be telling me the tale of her of her different childhood horse books that she has not read since being like eight Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i will read them with fresh adult eyes and make fun of them this is gonna hurt (laughs) (laughs) Um, um and then yeah and so i will say what I remember of it, um, as Stephanie said, this is my favorite series of all time, Unicorns of Valinor by Mary Stanton, um, and it is an eight, George, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) It is an eight book series. They're very small books, which is 
um, at the time was very upsetting to me because I wanted to read them, you know, but for yeah, Stephanie, think, it's a I good thing. I think the book that, the first book that I read here was probably only 140 pages, something Listen, like that. when you're eight or nine, um, I mean, I was. I it, read, like, many Animorph books, and those things were tiny as hell, so I'm yeah, not judging you listen, about also, that. great series. Um, but, yeah, so these came out, and, like, George, it's just... <laughs> I feel like you're doing this on purpose. <laughs> Being so aggressive right now with this. I honestly don't hedgehog. even know how much of this I can cut out. Because yeah, it's, it's just going to be a part of it. But it's fine because <laughs> our friends are listening and they know George. So you know what it's like. Anyway, um, so like 98.99, something to that effect, this book series came out. So I was like eight or nine when I first started reading it. I think I was already homeschooled when it first, well, like I first started reading it. So that can just be like your visual for this journey is like eight or nine year old Melanie homeschooled, pretending to do homework while like really excitedly reading Unicorns of Balinor and just being like so in love with this book series. And then uh, her and her friend would. <clears throat> well, I guess me. It was me. It was old me. Who is she? I don't know her. I don't know her anymore. I mean, she's a mystery to me. The, she the had a great association time. just jumps she out. She was a happy, happiest child. I mean, she was homeschooled because of anxiety. But that's <laughs> we're going into it. That's a whole other story. So, <laughs> like eight or nine... She was what? having. She was, she was homeschooled because of it. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, like, loved this book series so much that me and my friend would like go out to our arena in the backyard and like run around and pretend to be the unicorns from gladiators because you're in an arena. I'm sorry. I just like it's a whole I am Spartacus situation for me. I understand from from you saying it that. This is a horse thing. I mean, we but... might as well have been gladiators. We got into some fights because we both wanted to be Atalanta. No. Because obviously I... she is like the beautiful, oh, is she like lavender or something? She she was, she is purple in the books. Yeah, she's I... fucking purple, this beautiful purple unicorn. I just refuse to say Atalanta, so it's going to be Atlanta it's for a weird, me. That's it's a what... weird name. I think I actually thought her name was Atlanta when I was a kid. Atlanta, Georgia. Because I definitely, the, the unicorn. Like, in my mind, I was like, Atlanta. And then I saw something. My roommate's about to come home. You guys know her. It's Kara. <laughs> Kara recording a podcast. I can. Snow's a fucking joke! <laughs> um, it's snowing outside. Kara's not happy. <laughs> hey, hey, George, why don't you go bother Kara? It's our Don't podcast, Pasture Bedtime. <laughs> oh, great. It's oh. like, um, it's very professional. Yes, yeah. it's 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 going yeah, great, it's and going all of really this well. will definitely be usable of recording. Um, one thing I definitely will never doubt about the both of you is that it's going to be magic, whatever it is. Thank you. I mean, it will be, because we're talking about unicorns. Fair enough. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so... Um, also, what you know, we can't cut any of this out because we're definitely cutting of some experience. of this out. No, this is Stephanie, gonna be so long. You're taking we... it. Oh, you're taking this moment away from our 
dearest friends, Mitchell. <laughs> hey there, care fans. <laughs> Okay, um, back to business. This Look at all those serious. audio spikes of Melanie's laughter just okay. going high. Listen, <laughs> it's not a good laugh, but it's it is a laugh. Um, okay, so anyway, so what I remember of this book, I'll try to make this quick. When when, been a lot when of she and her her friend on. were fighting about unicorns in the <laughs> arena. <laughs> Oh, God, my life. I, sometimes I, like, look back and I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> Who let this person exist? We blame Dan and Diana. Anyway. <clears throat> Who are also probably listening. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Thanks for your support, as always. Maybe my sister will listen because she doesn't have a lot to do other than just hang out with the baby. <laughs> Um, it's it sounds like you're calling her a loser. You're like she doesn't have a lot to do. So listen, she's going through a hard time. Motherhood. It's a beautiful process, but you got sore nipples. You got something that can't exist without you taking care of it. Much you got like something that here. doesn't like to be left alone. Um, the so something a dog. is the something is um, something. It's a child, and I love it. <laughs> it is a child. Um, they have a name. I don't know if they'd want me saying the name on this right now. It's already out there, though. <laughs> anyway, wow. This got off topic. <laughs> and Once again, we're all, bringing it all, back. Almost none of this usable. <laughs> Stephanie, how are our friends supposed to get to know us even better if we don't leave all of this in? <laughs> anyway, okay, okay. So, um, what I remember, don't you laugh in your room, Carol? <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> That's okay, okay. Like, it's real serious. But just listen, we're getting down to business now. It's time to talk about a unicorn book. Yep. What could be more serious than that? That bag is going to make... A whole lot of noise. <laughs> God. Oh. Thanks all for tuning in. That's the entire show. Just and a, a, we're done. a lot of unpleasant auditory experience. I just watched Panic Room recently. I we're just, getting off topic. I just got my movies back from Ian, and this is not mine, but I'm going to keep it. Yeah, why wouldn't you? So. It's Panic Room. Room. Jodie Foster, Kristen like, Stewart, like Dwight Yoakam. What an experience. Forrest Whitaker. Jared I just watched Leto. this movie. Is this, Jared Leto, I forgot Is about this Jared becoming Leto. a movie podcast? Anyway. Because <laughs> I've been dying to talk about that awful uh, train action movie with somebody. Did you know? Wait, wait. Tra- the what was it called? Unstoppable. Unstoppable. With Denzel Washington, Washington Ro- Rosario Dawson, and what? it's like okay, nothing listen. happens. Take in it. me back ten years. Loved it. I listened to the like the when director's commentary because I wanted uh, to hear him justify like, himself, and he, all he did was he was like, "I love trains." That was basically his whole commentary. Two thousand ten. I was right ten years ago. I was close to right. Oh, what's it like to be us? Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> okay, though no, that movie. Okay, 
this can be a different podcast. <laughs> you watched this movie recently. I haven't watched it since 2010. Melanie, 2010, we can't, we can't Melanie just, was an entirely different person. into a new podcast no, mid-podcast. No, I'm saying a different podcast. That's why we're not going to continue this right now, but... Um, a different podcast where, anyway, we'll get into that later. Deal with me being near you now because this is absurd. Okay, so I'm sweating any, a lot. Anyway, anyway so <laughs> and we're bringing it back. The point of this, I'm going to tell you now what I remember about um, what we're talking about. Unicorns of Balinor. It's Unicorns of Balinor. The road to Balinor. Yeah. So I already said this part as well, but at some point. No, that's not how I wanted to start that. <laughs> <laughs> and bringing it back again, start over. So, I can't remember exactly if the book starts in whatever the magic, like, I see what you're doing right now, Kara. This is a private moment. <laughs> um, so, I, I can't remember if it's in, like, whatever the, the magical unicorn land is with, like, at... And we'll just call her Atlanta because it makes more sense. With Atlanta, part of me wants to say yes, it start. there was some sort of ominous thing in the beginning. But regardless, don't remember that. So it's irrelevant. I remember Ari wakes up, Ariana, our heroine, my best gal. Our, our, our bronze haired... <laughs> And, and they specifically let us know that she's slim, because if she was fat, clearly we couldn't respect Stephanie, her. Stephanie, so. this is nine-year-old Melanie's time to shine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have positive <laughs> memories of this. We didn't take notice of that kind of stuff at the time. Okay, continue. Listen. I'm sorry. It's not my turn. You're right. <laughs> let me be happy for a second before you tear apart my childhood. <laughs> I've... I have notes. Oh. I have detailed notes. <laughs> I, I, oh, I know you're going to have some opinions on this. Um, so Ariana called her. Her nickname is Ari. She's like in the hospital or some shit. She's got like girls fucked up. Maybe both legs are broken. It's just the whole thing. She can't remember anything. Got like mad amnesia. And it's just in like regular boring people world we maybe don't know that she's a magical person yet i don't know it's been a very long time so she just is like having a hard time at life she has some sort of like foster parents or something who like obviously suck and then there's this veterinarian i can't remember her name which is unfortunate because she was a really big role but I just remember, like, when they finally get back to their place, she keeps having to, like, rub... I'd never seen the word... And I, I never say it right. Salve? Sa- salve? Some people say salve. Some people say, say salve. I think it's salve. I think okay. the L is silent. <laughs> okay. Is a suggestion. I like the L, though. So I'm going to keep it in it's there. It's a suggestion, not a word. Salve. A- so. <laughs> We're going to call it salve because that is how I read it when I was nine. I learned a lot of words by reading because I was homeschooled and didn't have friends which is fine (laughs) (laughs) i was fine i was fine i was Um, homeschooled for anxiety i was fine (laughs) so and she had to keep rubbing this salve salve into her legs and it seemed like a horrible painful excruciating experience and she had this horse also bronze and beautiful named chase who in hindsight, I was maybe like romantically um, every horse in love book with. is a romance novel. <laughs> Listen, 
it's a fact. Um, <clears throat> but he was like her horse. He was fucked up. Um, I care exactly what the deal was, but basically he's a unicorn. His like something horribly traumatic happened. They went through this weird portal thing to get back into to get back in or to get into hu- human world. She couldn't remember that she's actually the princess of Valinor. Oh my god. <laughs> and Chase Secret is, princess narratives are also a classic. Chase is her unicorn stallion, sun chaser, best friend, beautiful bronze stallion, has a bronze horn, bronze hooves, and just like complete most stud of, in a real most way. Most of these unicorns are like only one color. It's a weird theme. Kara had a question. Kara, Here's my question. question. Is this all the same book? <laughs> Um, this is the first book, yes. It's an, it's an eight-part right, series. Right, but everything you just explained yes. was one book. We're, we're, yes. we're not even it's halfway a, yeah, through. Yeah, no, monochromatic is... unicorn. Yeah, oh. all of them are all one color. Sure, I mean, but same. There's a whole, like... They match the... in heart and... Oh, and I think at the base of his horn, at the base of all of their horns, is, like, some sort of jewel thing. Thank you for nodding. Like, like a wine glass decoration? Um, I think basically. Like a tacky, but... a tacky wine glass. Okay. You know what? But no like commentary, please. Glass. Let's limit this the freaking commentary. This is Melanie's this time to shine. No. The peanut gallery is doing this, this, this. I want you all to know that I'm doing the hand-talking gesture. And the peanut the gallery needs to do this, which now my hands are closed, which means... Desist. The visual is really important. <laughs> okay. Getting back to business. So, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So, they're like, she's a princess. She has no memory of it. There's a hor- horrible stuff happening. There was some horrific accident. I don't remember the details. Whatever. And, like, her family is missing. She actually had, like, a family, you know, not foster parents that seem terrible. Um, she had, like, parents and I think brothers maybe a sister but i think there was not a sister i think she was the only sister and they're all missing and the vet who is you know torturing her by rubbing salve to her legs <laughs> um is like <clears throat> was with her from the other side and i think it's there's oh yeah there's some i don't remember the details on this either i remember like the crows or ravens are bad because they're connected to this bad unicorn who's obviously all black i think there might be more than one all black unicorn but there's like one that's really bad anyway there's like black unicorns lands of like fire and bad stuff I, yeah, there's like you, a pit you know, you know there's racism, like a <laughs> like they're all the black unicorns are bad yes yes and there's one that's especially evil I don't remember. I want to say <laughs> yes. Fucking rude. There's like a weird pit that they're all in. Listen, we're telling this from nine-year-old so, Melanie's Some of these things that she's describing must happen in the other books, because I, having only read the first one, don't recognize Oh, no. Okay. Listen. It all bleeds You don't together. have the... Okay. Then I don't know what's happening. Anyway. <laughs> and then at some point, maybe it's not in the first one then. Okay. I feel like I shouldn't say more, because maybe... 
maybe you're gonna spoil, you spoil yeah i don't want for people spoil. who are definitely gonna read unicorns about <laughs> yeah okay all of you big fans out there <laughs> can, I have, can i have a, sh- a small aside yeah can i always show up late and then not have read either anybody? sure and then you're just in the background <laughs> and then i'm just here giving commentary <laughs> okay can i tell you what happens in the first book? okay um or are you still i'm trying ha- to think yeah. if i there's anything else that i that really like that stuck out in your memory from the beginning i feel like Okay, I know that there, I think we get introduced to all the other, because there is, like, a land where there are all of these other um, unicorns there, because the ones with, like, the the jewels, I think, are, like, special unicorns or something. They're, like, regular working class, maybe (laughs) they're, like, working class unicorns that don't have jewels, Mm -hmm. and then the ones that have jewels are special. That's, like, Atlanta and whoever her bro is, who I'm pretty sure is, like, this beautiful gold stallion person and then there's this like kind of stout i think like a pinto um who is like rude they like kind of don't like him but he's also like one of the important people there's like a weird pool that atlanta can look into and watch what's going on things are coming back right now i have so many things are coming back to make to your memory i have multiple notes here I don't know what's happening, but those are my vague. Oh, there's there's a pool of some sort that someone can look into. They like touch their horn to it. It might be Atlanta. That part's it might correct. not be. Yes. Um, <laughs> her her dude is like a gold stallion, right? Okay, so he's okay, he's anyway. named now. Um, now it's Stephanie's okay. turn. So so Atlanta is married to this unicorn called uh, Numenor. Numenor! The, the golden one, which yes. I'm like, like uh, the Swedish Nazi? Oh like, anyway, I'm calling him well, Unicorn Fabio. Really look, so. <laughs> because he's, he's got this long flowing hair. That's his only descriptor. Otherwise, he just kind of seems like an asshole. Yeah. To me initially, and then also later. Um so our human he's protagonist... He's very, like, he doesn't have... He's not yeah. emotional. He's, yeah. like, detached. So the book mm. starts I don't know out... Why, I don't know why Atlanta likes him. Because she's, she's like, like a, a Pisces. Atlanta is <laughs> definitely... Oh. Okay. Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So, <laughs> Just to um, recap, we're talking about unicorns and the owner who's a Pisces... Who no, not really an owner. Likes... Atlanta's the unicorn. I'm Sorry. saying Atlanta's got to be like a Pisces. So or a okay, she's a very Pisces imp- unicorn. The the book starts out with Atlanta yes. pulling an all nighter. She's like this lavender unicorn. And if you're one of if you're so one does of start with her. Yeah, if okay. you're one of the special like celestial unicorns that celestial. Melanie was describing, one of your duties is to line up and make a fucking rainbow every oh morning. That's like part of their yes. job is they have to line up in color that. order, mm-hmm. which is why they're all unicolored if you're mm-hmm. special cuz otherwise how can you be a rainbow? Um so I've always said. So yeah, my initial notes from uh, Numenor is um, I instantly feel he is an asshole. Um, Ariana is our hot girl protagonist. They make a point to tell us that she's slender. No fatties, am I right? <laughs> oh, <my laughs> fucking God. Uh-huh. Um, so Sun Chaser is the long form of her unicorn chase's name, and his mm-hmm. horn was cut off, so now he's just a horse. They keep saying this, and I'm like. This seems ableist. Like he still has magic powers and shit. Like, but I don't he, know. Does he in the in the the human land? I so think he kind didn't of, have... kind of. Okay. Um. 
So, okay, it it starts off, so he basically, he, like, is cut off from, like, being able to speak to the other unicorns, mm. because Atlanta tries to communicate with him. He can hear her, but he can't say anything back, mm. so he's just, like, a mute. Kara, did you have a question? Oh, no, I just had a comment that the whole, like, unicorn rainbow thing is a theme that happens in a lot of books. One yeah. of my favorite books, Dream a Little Dream by Piers Anthony, hmm. has a whole thing about, like, monochrome unicorns by Pegasus. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, like, have to make a rainbow in the sky every day. And then the two outcasts are the all-white ones and the all-black ones because they're not part of the rainbow. And it's very sad, but they're, like, the heroes in this story. I was, I was like, is it it's still, still working? Okay. Yes, still I wanted to see, make sure that we could actually even hear Kara since she's so far from, like... Sorry. Um, So, okay, so it starts off with, like, they're in that, that, like, you know, that's what's going on with Atlanta. There's the Mm -hmm. whole scary pool situation where she's Mm -hmm. trying to, like, see what's going on in the human world and, like, Mm -hmm. getting an idea of what's been gone on. She sees that, like, you know, Ari's been injured or whatever. So, um, it starts off with her being in the hospital with two broken legs and amnesia. Um... And aside from them letting us know that she's slender, they also need to let us know that her foster mom, Anne, is fat Jesus. by describing her denim jacket as tent-like. Um, Maybe she just has really big clothes. I don't know. But, um, You're probably right. I didn't read it. Also, like, I'm having a hard time defending Anne, though, because she's so consistently incompetent in these books, and I'm like, Anne, mm. what is it that you would say that you do here? You know? She How doesn't know. There in the series? Eight. Eight. Yeah, this How is only this is only the first movie you said it so many wasn't times. Listening the first a few times. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So there's this to bring it back to an- anamorphs. Oh, there's okay. this there's this evil character called the shifter in there that mm. apparently you can only tell if something is like a shape shifted thing if like you watch it for long enough because it'll have to change back eventually. It can't stay in that form for very long, but. Indeed. I, I was like, oh, so Animorphs rules where they can't stay in that form for more than two hours. Um, let's see. Numenor's the Fabio of horses. Yes. Um, they have their weird rainbow greeting ceremony, like a cult. Um, so, um, the main thing with, like, Ari and Chase is that they're a bonded pair, which is capitalized, because everything mm-hmm. in this book is unnecessarily capitalized for for importance. Um, and so if they're, like, special, but they're, like, a special version of that, too, so it's, like, if their bond is broken, then, like, it'll break the bond between, like, people and animals, like, everywhere. They'll just be chaos. No one will be able to talk to each other. So blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's Isn't some, she, like, 13? It's some, like, fanfic soulmates thing where, mm. or, or you know, like, the most recent Star Wars movies. It's, like, they're, like, soul-monted or something. Sorry. My God. <laughs> Everybody's phones. <laughs> um, so, anyway, in, in, in the regular world, there is, they're on this farm that, like, has, like, 40 horses on it. That Holy they're, shit. They specifically say that there are 40 horses. Um, That's a lot of But horses. then also now, I guess they're having money problems because, 40 because of Ari, like, going to the hospital and having two legs broken. I'm like, well, I mean, I guess it would make sense that they don't have insurance because they, like, are illegal immigrants to the human world, but 
this is why we need Medicare for all. But I, I don't know. Um, okay, they have their word ceremony. Um, soulmate things. It's the power of their love. TM fails. Basically, the whole world ends, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fabio unicorn is being a dick and then gets yelled at. Mm-hmm. Who yells at him? Um, Atlanta. Good for her. So then she has this dog... <laughs> That just shows up and gives her this ruby necklace that, like, we find out later is, like, Chase's, like, jewel that is missing from his horn being, like, ripped off. Because it's, like, the jewel is part of their Mm -hmm. magic. She doesn't know that. She's like, oh, wow, this dog has a necklace. And then she's not like, I should find the person who owns this. She just puts it on and then later is like, oh, I guess it's mine. But, like, really, she was just fine with stealing it from the beginning. If I found a really cool necklace on a dog, I'd probably take it and the dog. So. Um. Do-do-do. Um. They're talking about all the different unicorns and what their abilities are, and most of the celestial unicorns can't fight, really. So they're like, what would we even do in war? Except this one called Ash, who sounds like a fencing nerd, so we'll see if that comes (laughs) up later. He's, like, apparently always just, like, lunging at nothing with his stupid horn. Like an anime horse? I don't know. He's also a unicorn. But, um... So, anyway, because... They have 40 horses and they don't know how to manage their money. Now they're having... And they have all these medical bills. Now um, they need to lease Chase out to this rich girl named Lori. Oh my god. Which I is like... I entirely forgot this. Which is like... It's basically the entire plot of this book is about Lori. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway. Um, I guess her like... her. It's only been, like, a month or something since this happened, so I don't know why they're in, like, such financial straits already. Like, you don't go to the hospital and then immediately they, like, you have to pay them that whole amount instantly. Like, it doesn't really make sense. Um, I'm kind of confused why this princess doesn't have any money. Like, how are they so instantly broke? Is it just that, like, Anne and Frank are such bad managers of the money? Because she didn't didn't have money, like, because it's not, it's entirely different worlds. I mean, don't they have, like, pretty things they could sell? Don't they have jewelry or something like that? No, because, okay, I don't know, okay, this is, no, the answer is no. Um, (laughs) I don't know how far, I don't know where this book ends. But anyway, the answer is no, there's a reason. Anyway, that's all I'll say. Um, let's see. What are my other notes here? It says that she has very long hair. Classic horse girl shit. I really like on the cover how her hair is the same color. No, that's... that's they, the they're supposed to match. Yeah, yeah they right. Match. Has, they have both are uh-huh. beautiful Did you guys already describe bronze. the cover of the book? No, we haven't. It's a lot to take in, and I would love to it's give you my amazing. thoughts on it. It's amazing. The horse is really veiny. Okay, horses have veins on them. Right, but like it's valid. a cartoon drawing of a horse and it's really veiny, um, which is just concerning. He's gotta yeah. look cut. He's gotta okay. look ripped. He's and gotta he's look buff. Okay, he's gotta look horse. like a bodybuilder. Listen, as a person that, <laughs> As a horse person, right. they have veins on their face. This is like actually a very well drawn photo. Anyway, that's okay. just my take on it. Okay, so so anyway, they're like they're Sorry. they're talking about how they're gonna have to lease her horse out to this some like shitty rich girl because they're broke or whatever yeah terrible Um, terrible terrible. so right before this travesty and like when they're taking her out of the hospital the doctors and nurses are like the doctors don't think you should take her out yet and 
to reassure the doctor, the foster parents are like, oh, don't worry, our vet's going to take care of it. And that's, like, what they, they, like, never take her to a doctor again. They just have the same vet that's taking care of her, their horses also take care of a child with two broken legs. But <laughs> Why wouldn't you? That seems right. <laughs> that sounds right. It all checks sure. out. Um, just further evidence that, like, her parent, her foster parents here suck. But, so, right before the rich girl shows up to, to mistreat <clears throat> Chase, Ari notices that Anna has patched her pants with duct tape. Like, this bitch is stupid. Here's my question, Anna. I'm speaking directly to you. Mm. Okay, clearly you're not a bodyguard. And you don't seem good at finances. So I have to assume that your position in this world was that you were a body servant. You know, that it was your job to, like, take care of her clothes and serve her meals. Is you don't it... know You don't know how to fucking sew a hole. Okay, was it like... established that Anne, was it Anne and Frank? Yeah. That they They were, were... like, yeah, they're, they're, they, like, they're they, they the were land. some of her servants that okay. came with her. Okay. Um... So, like, Anna has just duct taped a hole in her pants instead of fixing them or, like, sewing them at all. Wow. So, like, like, the medical bills are so high you can't afford a needle and thread? You're a body servant to a princess and you don't know how to sew? Just slap some tape on it? Like, this bitch is stupid. <laughs> I don't even think they have serious financial problems. I think she just doesn't know how to do anything with money. Um... Anyways. I feel like there are a lot of plot holes. <laughs> um, so Ari's freaking out about how Chase is going to be used by a stranger with all the, like, agony of somebody about to get cuckolded. Like, she's, like, so bothered that somebody else is gonna ride her horse. By yeah. which I mean fuck her boyfriend. <laughs> That's basically what we're talking about here. Um, so Lori the rich girl shows up. And her dad's immediately telling her to beat her horse. You know, things are off to a great start. Weird and then they also make him wear some kind of really nasty, like, copper bit. I didn't yeah. really understand the what, details of that. Did they say what kind of bit? Did they, they said it was copper. copper. Yeah. That was it? I don't know. They didn't give me a lot of details, but apparently it was, like, a, like not the kind that she a usually used. Bit. And it was, like, a bad one or something. Um, I don't know anything about horses, so I just had to take their word for it. So the girl just starts, like, grinding it against, like, the horse's mouth until no! his, like, gums start bleeding. And she whips him. Bullshit. And then she's shocked when he rears and she falls off. Then she and her father start hysterically screaming for a gun so that they can shoot a horse that is not their legal property. Um, at this point, Ari can hear, like, what Chase is saying because it's, like, a moment of duress or whatever. And he starts talking about killing the dad, and honestly, she should have let him. Uh, after that, Ari tries to give back the check for the lease agreement to be like, oh, clearly this isn't going to work out. And then Lori, like, insists she really wants to ride Chase despite just wanting him shot, like, 30 seconds ago. Then she claims that Ari made her use this copper bit, and Ari's fake foster dad, Frank, kind of agrees that Lori sucking at riding is Ari's fault. Liar! (laughs) Melanie's like, the the hurt she felt in the moment is coming back. Sorry, I'm just looking at what um, kind of bit they used. I'm just (laughs) You're you're, you're like, what kind of bit was... I don't know, they just said it was copper. I didn't really... I don't think there was too much other information. 
cruel copper bit that gives no background on what this is. Well, You're like, cool. I need to know what kind of bit to see if they were really slandering her. You know, they're... Yeah. Anyways. I don't know. I don't know anything about bits. The sna- they say a mild snaffle bit. Snaffle bits are very mild. But anyway, the, the, it's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're probably saying, like, real things that happen to the horses, but I, like, I have no idea. Yeah, snaffle bit sounds made up. Yeah, that sounds like Listen. snuffleupagus. <laughs> snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus bit. I can't say it. It's um, a real thing. So they're talking about getting a real trainer to knock some sense into the animal because they're cartoon vill- villains with, like, curly mustaches. Mm. Yeah, you know that beating animals always works and never causes any other problems. Um, so then they start hitting her horse again, and Ari jumps on him and rides away with the help of her dog, who has- Damn right she did! Who has more sense than any adult that we've met so far in this series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh... She and Chase go have their injuries tended by Dr. Bonds, I think is how that's pronounced. It's B-O-H-N-E-S. Bones? Bonds? Bones? I don't know. Dr. B. Bones. Dr. Bonnie. I like Dr. Bonnie. Let's just call her Okay. So, Dr. Bonnie, the veterinarian, who is treating both of them with just the same medicine. Like, they're not even getting separate stuff. What's the difference, really? I can't really argue that it wouldn't work because animals often get the same antibiotics. Like, I remember I had a cat that had, like, I had a a scratched cornea once and I had some of the antibiotic ointment still and my cat scratched its eye and I looked it up and it was the same kind of antibiotic, so I just put it in his eye too. Um... But yeah, as I said before, seems irresponsible with yeah. your your amnesiac child with two broken legs. Just be like, take her to the vet. Indeed, indeed, indeed. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um. So Anne shows up while they're doing this, and apparently they've agreed to let Lori and her father bring in a trainer because it, quote unquote, isn't natural for that kind of bond to exist between horse and rider. Like, wait, is Anne saying that, or is Anne said that? And I was like, does does this bitch also have amnesia? Like, yeah, what? Like you, you know why? You know, deal? no, Anne knows why they're here. Like yeah. they bring it up multiple times, like with like small details. Also, she keeps like almost every time she tries to talk to Ari, she like almost calls her milady. She's not doing a very good job at like maintaining her cover, but. So, like, aren't they here in the human world to keep both of them safe because their bond of being tied into the other magic or whatever is important? Like, wasn't that the whole point? Yeah, arguably, and sucks. So, like, if the whole point is that you're supposed to be protecting these two and, like, making sure that their bond keeps going, then, like, like, what is... What are you doing? Like, fire Anne. Let's Anne just say, not... it, say it how it is. Fuck Anne. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Ari's talking about, like, oh, maybe the solution to our financial problems would be to sell this, like, fancy necklace that I found. And Anne clearly knows that it's, like, a magical jewel because they're all horrified by the idea of selling it. And she's like, well, maybe it doesn't matter here. Maybe she's right. Maybe we should sell it, which Fuck is... Fuck <laughs> Anne. What? Um, so then... Atlanta shows up in the story again to vaguely threaten Ari's dog. Like, be like, I'm gonna stab you with my horn. Because she's, like, she doesn't know where this dog came from. And it's clearly, like, doing, like, magical shit. So she's like, I don't know who sent you, dog. It wasn't me. You know? Is that, what's the dog's name? Oh, gosh, I forgot. Um, 
I I'm sure it's it's right in there. I forgot about the dog until until you started talking about George. Him. Could but you he, Numenor? No, no, that's that's that's, the, that's unicorn that's Fabio. Fabio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just read the first name that came, that showed up. Sorry, you can actually. Look. <laughs> George, George, this is not the time. George, for real, it's so annoying. <laughs> um, George, have you ever considered not? All right, so Atlanta's there. He's a call. She's threatening her dog, and then she tells in this dream she tells Ari that the jewel is important. And basically that she should run away to Unicorn Land. And then Ari must have been drinking some of Anne's dumb bitch juice because she takes this dream to mean that she should definitely sell the necklace. What? That's... Ari. She's clearly not paying attention to anything that's going on. Okay, let's see here. Where was I? I believed in you, Ari. So the next morning, uh, Lori the rich girl... And her shitty dad and some also shitty trainer come and try to take Chase to another stable. Like, they have, like, a thing and they're like, yep, we're taking this horse now. It's like, you didn't buy him. That wasn't part of the, the original agreement. It was just that, like, you can ride him when you come, basically. Um, and they're, like, trying, they're doing this by being like, oh, we'll sue you for violating the agreement. It's like, aren't you doing that right now? Um, and then the trainer also threatens to beat her horse. All of the adults are just useless. George. Sorry, I tried. We learned that You're the early worst. on in life. <laughs> um, so Ari leaves a note for the vet to sell the necklace, gets on chase, and runs away into the woods. Back in Unicorn Land, uh, Atlanta's getting sassed by this unicorn named Toby, who is, quote-unquote, <laughs> the rudest unicorn in the <laughs> celestial herd. <laughs> Toby. Uh, she shades him back by telling him that his coloring is usual, by which she means he's, like, got a lot of black on him, so he could potentially be used to, like, infiltrate the black unicorns if they covered up his oh. white spots, I think. Okay. Um, but she asks him to go talk to the unicorns of Balinor, which, wow, that's the title of the book. They name dropped it. It's like that part in the movie where they say the title of the movie. <laughs> um... And he says he will do it if her husband, Unicorn Fabio, says it's okay, because apparently even unicorns live under the patriarchy, despite this being, like, a primary female fantasy. Um, then there's some spooky cave shit that happens, and then Ari wakes up in Unicorn Land, and she can speak to Chase and, like, her dog. Like, she can, like, talk to everybody freely again. And then Lori is there, having mistreated another horse to chase them. She's screaming and being a giant bitch, even in magical unicorn land. Not enough for her. So then they see this village and they try to go to it, but there's this whole army of scary black unicorns, and that's pretty much the end of the book. My main takeaway is that this author had to let somebody else ride her horse at some point because her her family was broke and she's never really recovered from the trauma. That or, like, her boyfriend cheated on her and this is, like, her way of kind of processing those feelings. Hard to say. I feel like either of those could be the cause. (laughs) You saying if somebody else rode sugar, you would have, like, cried yourself to sleep? Yes. (laughs) Like, I mean, other people rode sugar, but if if I had had to, like, loan sugar out to someone, and it would have not. Had them come and, like, ride her regularly? No. Hit to her. be clear. Hell no. 
Melanie is a great neighbor, and she will donate you a cup of sugar, but not let you ride her horse, also named Sugar. I okay. wasn't listening, and then I was listening, and then I got lost, and I, but I'm back. I will let you ride Sugar. I will not donate Sugar to you the way that I would just give you forever a piece, a piece of Sugar. <laughs> give you forever. One piece of Sugar. Melanie gives out one grain of Sugar a week to a good kid in the neighborhood. That's all you need, George. This is not the time. This is... <laughs> anyway, um... Where were we? So, on a, a scale of one to ten ponies, what would you rank? <laughs> one to ten ponies? <laughs> what would you rank? I, am I rating it on the one. level of horse content, or how good I personally thought it was? Um, entertainment. Okay, we'll have a couple of, of scales. So, <laughs> horse content, and then... So, we want a rating... George, oh. <laughs> we're getting scientific and serious right now, and I don't appreciate what you're doing. It's so bad. Um, scale of one to ten ponies for horse content. Scale of one to ten ponies entertainment value. Scale of one to ten ponies. This is too many scales of oh, one to ten ponies. This is the last scale. One to ten ponies. <laughs> Literary work. Stop it. Uh, so the first one horse content you know i probably ate on the horse content there's a lot of horses in it there's a lot of horse related angst Uh um i literary merit like a two or a one even it's it's really not that well written yep um and then uh entertainment Entertainment. I mean, I was entertained, but only because I was confused. That, that counts. It counts. So maybe like a five on the entertainment scale. Five ponies. Five ponies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that they're since now she and Chase can talk directly. There'll be a lot more like quasi romance in it. In the in the further ones, you know, what's more romantic is this than a book being inside of each other? Every minds? horse book is a romance novel, Kara. It right, is. but not with like penetration. Oh, I, well, it's I for just, children, so I'm assuming that, that there's not going to not be used, <laughs> but most I, especially and especially checking. not in relation. Especially don't. a child book. And we're talking about unicorns, so I hear penetration and I go to a real dark, stabby kind of place. And that, you know, listen, I've seen American Horror Story first episode of Hotel, and if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm, Let's mm -hmm, all bring mm -hmm, it back from mm -hmm, that. I've actually mm -hmm. never seen that. You would not like it. We don't want to mention in detail right now. But it's We'll talk about it later. It's similar to what you're saying. It is. It is. And it's it's terrifying. That is not what I meant. To be clear, traumatized me enough that I did not watch any more of that Either way, you're dying of internal bleeding is all that we're saying. So, that's that topic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... I hear your criticisms. <laughs> um, George, this is serious. Thank you. Um, yeah, we'll see as things progress. I would love to like reread it from. I really. 
the whole like golden one thing and then having all of the evil unicorns be black thing oh as i was saying i hear your criticisms and um you know it's fine we'll see where this where the rest of these because there are a lot of things there are more that i i'm not sure how they like split between the books they're are weird vague details that are coming back to my mind so mm. so much is gonna happen <laughs> as we talk about it. so were you when you read this when you were a little kid were you like legitimately upset at the idea of like Lori riding her horse obviously <laughs> yes i was like you were like she's right to who be upset. is this bitch and what is she doing and who she is this clearly who is this home super evil and they were like super <laughs> mean well it's the idea it's not so much the idea of someone else riding your horse it's the idea of someone else like basically taking because if you're like Take, taking your, your man well yeah if you're leasing your horse to someone it is basically like their horse for that period of time mm-hmm. so that sounds terrible and she's like a bad person she's obviously one of the villains at this point in the story um you know so, yeah. i thought not letting him have the squeaker would make the noises worse but now there's just a lot of digging <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not me he'll do that um so yes i was super not into lori i forgot that she like tumbles into unicorn land with her and but now that now that you've said that i'm remembering more things um well yeah you'll see where it goes we'll all see dun, i don't dun, remember dun. most of this we'll so. all see by which you mean you don't remember <laughs> what happened in these books i have a vague all i need to know is that they changed my life they helped me become the person that i am today and I'll let you guys decide if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> Open to interpretation. There's, you know, what has defined me? My family. <laughs> and unicorns of Balinor. <laughs> family. Dogs. Horses. Trauma. Unicorns of Balinor. <laughs> Was that a trauma? Question mark. things in there open to interpretation um and here we are i uh, how old am i 29 <laughs> how old am i i've become a 29 year old human person mm-hmm. you can say being i think that's a human being person <laughs> and it's all thanks to unicorns of balinor did my parents raise me or did unicorns of balinor raise me my parents would argue they did. <laughs> uh, while, you're, while we're talking about horses and your parents, please tell the Bobo story. Bobo? Wait, which Bobo story? About that girl that your mom never stopped being <gasps> okay. mad Okay. <laughs> um, I'm sure that you're not listening to this, Katie, <laughs> but Katie knows. Um, at my fifth birthday party... Um, uh-huh. So I get when I was like four or five, my parents got me this. Maybe we were younger than that. How old? I don't, you guys don't know. <laughs> How old was I? You asked anyway, at some point, weeks from now. At some point in my young, young life, um, my parents had gotten this pony named Bobo. Um, he was adorable. 
Um, but at my fifth birthday party, they did like pony rides with Bobo. And I was like in line to do my, my pony ride on Bobo. And, um, <laughs> and my friend who was at my birthday party, um, pushed me down so that she could ride Bobo first. And, um, we've at some point stopped being friends, but then we became friends again when I was 16 in high school. And the first thing that my mom said when I brought up Katie was, um, if I remember correctly, <laughs> Katie pushed you down at your fifth birthday party because she wanted to ride Bobo first. <laughs> and that was all that she said. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> if I remember correctly, and I do, <laughs> Mom, I've never Mom let go of it. Mom has never forgiven Katie. <laughs> For pushing me down at my fifth birthday On her party. deathbed, Diana's like, I remember when that child pushed my child down. And then later on, she was like, okay, I see that she is a different person 11 years later. And she was five <laughs> years old five. at the time. Um, but yeah, she, my mom will never forget that. I'm sure that I was sad. I don't really remember that. But I could see that... Um, making me cry maybe that was the defining moment that turned you into an aggressive horse girl that you are now <laughs> yeah listen you guys all know i am an ultra aggressive person yes and we can track it back. <laughs> we can track it back to that exact to, moment. to the bobo story that happened and i said no one will ever push me down again except for all the other people that I will one day. <laughs> I will definitely allow no let push me down emotionally. Right. No one will get between me and horses. Right. Um, uh, Lots of other stuff. Yes. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Just not horses. Let, let people, you know, push me around in so many other ways. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> no one's going to yeah. get between me and horses. And, yep. And that's a fact. That's, I don't really know how to end this. It definitely feels like we ended a while ago and now we're just talking. I this has been... Ending um, on a book is, or on a story is cute. You know, yeah, that's... We're... It's... Real. Uh, theoretically, we should have a theme song Oh yeah. to start this thing. And if we do, uh, a shout out to Thin Truck. If we don't, get it together, Elliot. We were promised. Well, I was not promised. I was told secondhand that we were promised a theme song. Um, but that's okay. We can I requested make... that he, he softly whisper the word horse a lot. I don't know if that's going to be part of it, but that's what I wanted. If necessary, I can just start singing about horses at some point. <laughs> Please do. Um, yeah, give us a sample right now. No pressure. Kara, can you beatbox? <laughs> Boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and I mean, you're the one anyway. with the family history of white rappers. Why don't Let you call him, one in beer? You know? Yeah. Where's, That's where's a whole other story. Um, anyway. A horse is a horse. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no.
No, finish it. You of started. Of course, of course. And if you're a girl like me, <laughs> then you know that a horse is a horse, of course. And <laughs> I don't know. I'm that gonna I'm gonna need one more take closer to the microphone. Just just a cleaner Two version. Things. I didn't know that that song had more than just the first line in the lyrics. A horse and is a horse, of course. I love how much eye contact I you're just making. Made it up. No, I okay, mean, great. I, yeah, I that's not how that song is. is. Yeah, okay. that's not. Like that doesn't sound familiar. I think it's a horse is a horse, of course, of course. And if that horse is mine, something, something. something. I don't know the song at all. I mean, so that you, you know, you got me beat. No, you're, you're killing it more than I am because you're actually doing this. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. And if you're a girl like me, then you know that a horse is a horse, of course. And. I will never set them free. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really dark end. Right. Let's just stop this recording before the like the murder happens. Boop. <laughs> <laughs>